good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition Chewing the Fat Episode 62. 62? Just my age. Joe, what are we talking about? Make 2020 your best year Whoa! yet. Whoa! I was trying to say you're like two 31-year-olds rolled into one. You weigh as much as two 31-year-olds. <laughs> I'd say I'm 20 plus 20, but I'm not. <laughs> 20 plus 20 plus one. It's like a so Solid Crew sequel. Yes, how to make 2020 your best year yet. That's the... Sign up with Sustain. James slapping the dog away. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not about Thigh. All right. So we're going to outline a few tips, a few important things that we use with our clients inside our coaching programs um, to elicit fantastic, amazing, life-changing results that, you know, I'd say that most kind of diet plans, diet clubs... Meal plans will not uh, dress celebrity fitness DVDs, low sugar detoxes, booty teas, booty teas. That's gonna be the worst. That's the absolute piss, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Saying that, I wonder how much booty tea made because they sponsored a lot of people, didn't they? They must have made a fair bit of coin. I'd probably sell my. How do those people sleep at night? Very big, expensive beds. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A very expensive pillow. Right, so first <laughs> thing, really rich food. Shut up. First things first. <laughs> no. Um, be realistic. So be realistic with your goals, with your outcomes, with what you're expecting to achieve, with the time frame that you're going to achieve it in, and then also with your approach. For me, just with everything, isn't it? You can have people who are unrealistically harsh on themselves, people who are unrealistically lax on themselves. It's just yeah, kind of realistic expectations of what they can achieve. Anytime that you're nearing the edge of, or anything that you're feeling or thinking, probably just ask yourself whether it's realistic or rational, or would you let, what would you say if your friend said that? That was a good one. Yeah. You see a lot of people who lose half a stone in two weeks and they're absolutely fucking incandescent with rage. And then you say, what would you say if your friend lost seven pounds in two weeks? Yeah. I'd say, brilliant, well done. Or if they've you know, made some kind of mistake, some kind of mess up and they call themselves kind of pathetic and weak and a failure and stuff like that. Like, if your friend came to you and said like, look, I've been trying really hard this week, but actually I've not lost any weight. You'll go, you're pathetic. You're that well, is absolutely pro- pathetic. You, you'd say that to me, just because you're a cruel mistress. <laughs> <laughs> Encourages you. <laughs> yeah, so being realistic is... Well, it's the, it's, it's the big one, isn't it? Because when you're not realistic, <laughs> fucking leaves your whole world burn. You're not, in a hurt locker. It stops people starting. It stops them when they're progressing. It stops them from progressing when they're failing. And it makes them give up trying. And it's, I think the, the lesson that you can learn from a lot of very successful people is that you just need to keep going. I don't know if you, you're not a darts fan, are you? But a guy who won over Christmas. I know, Phil the Count Taylor. That's the one. You got it completely wrong, but that's fine. 
It's Phil the Palatine. Oh. He retired like four years ago. <laughs> I just wrote a list to bank called the Cam Bisping's book. <laughs> I confused MMA with darts. <laughs> oh, very similar. And the guy that won that was 52 and he'd lost in 10 of his 11 previous televised finals and he just said the lesson is just to never give up and I think that he was, what, on, he was on steroids. That's what you see from the people who, I'm just going to ignore you, the people who fail <laughs> is often because they've just given up, because they've been unrealistic. You know, sadly, and you know, not being rational in, in some, some way, whether they're making progress too slowly or whether they think they should be making progress and they're not. You've just got to look at what's actually happening and adjust from there. And I've got a lady at the moment who's doing, by all accounts, you know, from what I can see, doing really, really well, and she's not making the progress you'd expect, and it's really hard to then say, it's just the way it is. Tough shit, yeah, not obviously I don't say tough shit, but it is just how it is. You are trying really hard, you're doing all the things I'm asking you to, and at the moment it doesn't appear to be enough, so we've got, you know, the phrase I like to say, you've got two options, you can stand here with your hands on your hips, frowning, moaning, and expect things to change, or you can do something about it, and it's always that way. There's the third option, then you can do the exact opposite of what is going to get you the results. Completely like, fuck it up. Yeah, some people, they're like, well, I've not lost any weight this week, therefore I'm going to fucking nosedive into a Sara Lee double chocolate gatter. <clears throat> not made since 1997. Old, that old school. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be my, from Jack Fulton's, that used to be like my favourite, that was my uh, birthday cake treat. Ah, see, when you said Jack Fulton's, that's why I used to go for lunch at school. Like, you had one for lunch? <laughs> no, you you don't to, get to, I wanted to see kilos. Why not eat a double chocolate gatter as well, lunch? <laughs> Right, so yeah, adjusting, that's kind of one that we'll talk about later on, uh, but a very, very important one, because I think, you know, that, that fear of stalling, that fear, in fact, I did a live video in the, in the January Fat Loss Challenge last night, talking about that, like saying that people put this pressure on this kind of, not unrealistic, but um, strange expectations of what they feel they deserve to have lost from the effort that they've put in. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, it can be, I suppose, kind of disheartening if you're slogging away and you're making all these great choices. Or you feel like you are. Yeah. But then again, like I said, it's sometimes people will lose two, three pounds, four pounds even in a week and they say, a bit disappointed. I'd expected to lose more. Like, <laughs> in comparison to what? In comparison to whom? A load of Facebook ads you've seen. Yeah. Or... You know what I mean? Like, again, let's go back to the first point. Let's be fucking realistic. Like, the weight loss you get is the weight loss that you get. You've got to think as well that the, so in our group, we recently had two testimonials and transformations with brilliant results. And that's because when someone says, I've done really well, people like it, more people like it, people comment, and it bumps to the top of your Facebook. If someone put one on, and you know, we've got plenty of clients who say, I lost seven pounds in 13 weeks, I wasn't as good as I could have done. Here are my photos where I look relatively similar. You're not going to see that stuff because A, people won't post it because they don't want to. It's nothing that people feel massively, sadly, they don't feel massively proud of artists, they don't want to put the photos up. And then if they did, it doesn't get loads of traction. So you end up seeing, you know, this is how social media works, it gives you a very limited view of the world, and it shows you the stuff that people like, which is always gonna be the stark contrast. So people feel like they're the only ones not making progress. God, if every, you know, if the majority of our clients made massive, transformation-worthy progress, then we'd be a lot busier because we'd have hundreds of thousands of people applying. It's just not how it works. You've just got to be aware of what's possible. Be realistic. Sorry. Well, we might as well just throw this little rant in here now, aren't we? You've keyed it That's up. That's not a rant. <laughs> You've keyed this up. Um, again, because we work in kind of busy you know, groups and stuff like that, and like I said, people do enjoy posting their successes, people will post when they're struggling as well because we've got very supportive groups. 
So people will say, I'm struggling with this, and then people will get behind them and kind of pull them off the edge of that cliff. Um, Not kick them off. Metaphorically, yes. But you do occasionally get people who will feel disheartened by other people getting good results, and it fucks me right off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to pull your punches on this. Let's make this podcast explicit. (laughs) Treat yourself. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, use other people's successes as inspiration, as motivation. Don't let it kind of destroy you. You know, just because someone else is doing, you know, really well, and you're making progress, like, why on earth would that make you feel bad? Like, you know, when when we come across this with the clients, stuff like that, and I always say... Oh, well, actually, me and Joe are going to fall to stand because Weight Watchers is miles bigger than us. Body coach making fucking two million pounds a month a week. Oh, I don't know what he's making. <laughs> Somewhere ridiculous. He's flying to Dubai for, for, to take a shit. First class. Um, you know, what, what, why on earth would we do that? And everyone just goes, don't do that. That's silly. Yeah, of course it's silly. And it's silly for you to feel bad about your results because someone else is getting you know, better results when, what's the comparison there? They're a completely different person. They've probably got different situations, you know, unless it's your identical twin who has the same exact family, same job, same genetic makeup. Yeah, same stresses, eats exactly the same food. It doesn't fucking matter, does it? Use other people's successes as inspiration. You know, don't let it kind of destroy you. And I think the best way to do that, if you if you are here, you can... I was like letting out a massive fart. <laughs> you see, you see your blood pressure drop, palpably. You look deep, less slightly less wrinkled. <laughs> slightly. Um, if you look at the way that CBT works or cognitive behavioural therapy, a lot of the issues that people have are because CBT of CBT oil, well, like weed. That's, that is the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, no, CBT. CBT. Oh, very good. Uh, so people have like immediate thoughts. So this is the stuff that comes into your head that makes you feel like shit, and it's just how to then deal with that and to rationalise it and to challenge it. And often, the reason people feel like shit is because they don't, because they accept these thoughts as given. That's just how it is. I'm just naturally a negative person. Well, you might be, but that doesn't mean you have yes, to. Yes, you way, are. Have to be that way for the rest of your life. So, if you're worrying about the results that other people are getting, it's making you feel turd. Then just challenge it and say, should I feel? You know, would I not be better feeling inspired by this or being happy for those people? Yeah. Yes, you should. You know, I'm slightly jealous. Joe Wicks has done brilliantly, but. I can either be mad about it or be happy for him that he's it's got done really well. Zero effect on me. That's cool, isn't it? So yeah, well done, you know, well done to those people. Next. Okay, so moving back to the podcast, <laughs> eighteen minutes. Se- like, segway. Not like us. Um, have a clear goal. So you, if you've listened to any single of these podcasts, got past us recommending you eat more protein and vegetables, <laughs> you'll know that we are keen on goal setting. And not saying, I just want to lose weight and be healthier because it's shit. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean if you lose one pound in 2020, you've hit your goal? What does feeling healthier mean? You know, um, you can't base a goal on feelings because feelings will change day in and day out. out You know what I mean? Like Joe might come in today thinking he looks great, thinking he looks like the milk tray man. And I could fucking slay him. And he'll feel like shit. Who's the milk tray man? Oh, you're not really fat. Listen. Is he not like milk tray? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid young boy. <laughs> you're being youthful. Don't you have some homework to do? <laughs> you're grounded. So you can't base it on feelings. You need something kind of tangible that you can measure, that you can assess, that you can, you know, you can say yes or no, I've hit this goal. 
It doesn't always have to be weight loss. Uh, you know, we're going to talk. We're going to move straight on to process best goals unless you want to add to yeah, it. Yeah, no, go for it. But this is why we're such. I'm so keen. What are your, what are your thoughts on process best goals? No, no, I'm, I'm a big fan. Process based goals, process based goals are just for all those people, which is probably everyone listening, who gets caught up on focusing on just on the weight, and then will throw the scales out the window and go, "Oh, it's a sad step." All that bullshit. They're so good at doing that because it's such a positive journey where you just tick off these little boxes to get to where you're going. I use this example with one of my clients because I kind of said, what process best goals is that? And she went, to lose X amount of weight. That's not it. So if my goal, heaven forbid, was to get an A-level in maths, <laughs> Joe Chokes on his drink, my goal would be to get an A-level in maths. That is not my process best goal. But my process best would be like, I need to study. Go to class. <laughs> 10 hours a week. I need, to, I need to get a tutor. I need to get some kind of brain transplant. <laughs> you know, everything that's going to take me towards that would become my process based goal. So I'd be like, right, I need to assign myself two hours, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where I can study. I need to find myself a tutor, booking with that tutor two hours a week. I need to do, you know, blah, 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 all these different steps that are going to take me towards that goal. And that's what you need to do with your weight loss. So whatever's missing, um, for you to become the person that you need to become. So whether that's, you know, regular workouts, whether that's, you know, drinking more water, whether that's, you know, uh, prepping your lunch, whether that's being more prepared for weekends, they become your goals. And then each week you can go, right, I hit three workouts, tick. I drank two liters of water every day, tick, 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 tick. I hit 10,000 steps, tick. And it's those positive little steps, those positive little chips that push you towards your goal. Because guess what? When you train consistently and you eat really well consistently, you will lose weight. You will get to that, that goal instead of just fucking focusing on your goal and then at the end of week one go, I'm not close to my goal. All right, you know, I'm best, two pounds close to my best goal. Best quit now then. Yeah. It's just a much more positive, happier journey. Imagine if you're, I've got to go loads here. If your child went to uni or, you know, were doing their A-levels or whatever year of school Me. and they go, they do their first week and they go, I've not graduated yet, I'm going to quit. That's what happens. That's what we think when people do a week's worth of eating well and they give in. This is something you've got to do for months, if not years, before it being ingrained. So you have to be super patient with it and accept there's going to be loads of ups and downs. And that if you throw your teddies out the pram quick sharp, then you're not going to get there. And odds are, you know, I've done it a good few times. Most people listening to this will have done. So you just need to learn those lessons from the past and then just from there. So otherwise, it's just not going to work. Yeah, just be a grown-up. Go, go, go. Exercise process-based goals, I think, are what people need to do more of because if you look at the sustained system, it's based around habits, process-based goals, protein, veg, nutritious fats, water, limit the things that make you fat. So people are a bit crap on the exercise process-based goals. I would love to see people say things like, I would like to do a bodyweight deadlift and be able to run a 5K in an hour because that is something super tangible that's yeah. realistic for most people. And if they can run... A 5k, sorry, let's say a 10k an hour, or yeah. 5k and half an hour, whatever, either or whatever, I don't know which one I said, I'd mean 5k and half an hour would be a realistic target for most people to start with, or even if it's not, just go and run a 5k and try and take two minutes yeah, off it. Yeah, and improve it. Yeah, and then the stronger you get, the better you get at deadlifting, the better you get at running, you know, knees permitting. If you've got someone who can deadlift their body weight and they can run a 5k in, you know, 25 minutes, they are going to be fit and strong end of story and this is why people kind of 
when they're saying, you know, I can do six, 60 sit-ups in a minute or something like I'm quite fit. And then they do something slightly different and they're, and they're suddenly not so fit because they're just used to doing, say, the cross trainer for an hour and then you make them do sprints. That having good process-based exercise goals are, are brilliant just for that because it keeps you focused when other things aren't going right. I think that a lot of people are very good at going, well, you know, I feel better, my skin's clearer, I've got more energy, I've gotten stronger, but um, I've not lost weight. So then everything goes out the pram. So the more of these goals you can have, the better. Sorry, I'm just Target. aware that a delivery man's about to come to the window. Um, so moving on to, um, don't be afraid to review your progress and then adjust if needed. Um, again, you know, weight loss will stall. It does happen, but it's not a sign that you've failed. It's just a, simply a sign that something needs to be adjusted. You know, whether that's increasing your output, whether that's decreasing your input, as in like how much food you're eating, that's all that it takes. It's simply gonna, it's always gonna happen. Some point or other, you know, your body's gonna catch up with the amount of food that you're taking in, and you're gonna have to adjust something. But it's all part of, uh, you know, a weight loss journey. You want to kind of take it off as easily as possible. So you wanna do um, a minimum effective dose. So you wanna uh, just burn or eat fewer enough calories that elicits a result, that gets you to lose weight. And then eventually, it's gonna stall. And then if it's stalled for a week or two, then you just adjust by either decreasing your food intake or slightly increasing your output. Eat less crap, do a bit more exercise. They're the things that people have to do. It's very rare that people have to adjust their portion size of oats or you know, take the milk out of their coffee. It's rarely these small things. It's often the big things. It's, the solution is often, you know, I don't know what the phrase is, but it's often the, the most obvious thing, isn't it? Oakham's razor? Yeah, I guess it's someone's razor, isn't it? Someone's razor? Who knows? Not mine or yours. Cool. Yes. Next. Um, yeah, so then you can review and adjust. Like, that's why we saw Mad Keen on people logging their food, because then you've got a black and white kind of copy or record of what you've eaten, and we can assess that, because you might be making really healthy choices, but then you might have, you know, six sources of fat throughout your day or a blow on the weekend yeah you know something like that so then you need that black and white and that's why it's very easy you know we've seen this so many times as pts we just say how's your food been yeah it's been pretty good what the fuck does that mean we're not good enough to get a result yeah that's all that matters so you know when we kind of onboarding clients or you speak to people in the group we're asking questions you know see if anyone has helped they say i eat i eat pretty healthily that's a massive red flag for me yeah like right, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Sadly, yeah, I eat pretty healthily. I train three times, four times, whatever it is. I can't lose any weight. Okay, let's work one to one for a week, and let's see. Yeah, and I'll see your food every single day. I'll offer some advice, and let's see if you don't lose weight. And I'd say ninety nine out of hundred times, if they stick to the plan, yeah, it comes off. They lose weight yeah, absolutely because they've been accountable. They've been more aware because logging the food of what they're eating, and you know it's not that kind of fuzzy. Like I eat pretty well. Okay, I that's skip to breakfast. fucking <laughs> super loosey goosey, isn't it? I'm a pretty nice person. <laughs> that gives me a lot of leeway to be a prick. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on, which is kind of over the logging food. Like, address where you always fuck up. Don't make new problems for yourself. And again, if you're going back to this kind of realistic approach, is I get it. People put a lot of pressure on themselves to be perfect. Speaks to one of my clients today, uh, who's just come back to us. She's stressing out, she's doing, she's um, 
following a plant-based diet and she's just I think on a kind of respect Christmas she's got a plant-based um, like kind of cookery course that's the word I'm looking for right. cookery course <laughs> A-level maths, here we go. It's <laughs> <laughs> starting English, you go from there. Listen, I don't know if you're aware, I've got a similar little baby, I've been up since 2 a.m. <laughs> but uh, this is practically the end of my day, working day. Right, so she's got, she's doing this plant-based course, which involves her, you know, making these dishes, which is cool, but then she's dropping a few of our kind of points for, because she's having things like pita breads and stuff like that. So she was kind of stressing out saying, well, maybe I should like delay this until the eight-week course is up. What do you think? Like, why? Stop it. Yeah, you know what I mean? She's putting all this pressure on herself to be perfect and hit tens, and it's just not necessary. You know, look for the, the big kind of choices, the habits and behaviors that have always caused you to gain weight or restricted you from losing weight. You know, these issues that you come up time and time against because it's not if you've eaten three bowls of falafel, it's not if couscous is on our eat avoid list. It's nearly always the thing I get is people saying carbs, isn't it? Like, shall I cut yeah. my carbs? Am I okay to have three carb sources a day? And I said to a lady, you know, what was it that made you fat and you want to be? And she's like, alcohol, desserts, cakes, crisps, and sweets and bread. That's yeah. probably the one to work on, isn't it? Like, absolutely. Because people are, people are so keen to get it perfect, and I totally get that, but... You just need to, if you look at where you go wrong, it's that, it's those, that's a group of foods, isn't it? So let's half, very, very so let's, so let's half that, because there's lots of that, you know, I was speaking to some blokes yesterday, uh, a small talk I did, and just saying, you know, look at what adds to your life. You know, I went out New Year's Eve, got blind drunk, and then the next day I ate a load of crap. Now, which of those events was, was worth it to me? Like, I really enjoyed my New Year's Eve. I didn't massively enjoy the sweets I had in the car on the way home, and I wasn't driving. And... <laughs> and the, the Greggs that I bought. So those are the areas to work on. So it's, and when you've got that written record, you can then look back, you know, I did this the other day, I looked back through my last four weeks food. It was really easy for me to pick out the stuff I enjoyed because there was a point of a Christmas, I went out and had a curry with, and a load of beers with my mates. That's how I went out for a pizza and chips with my missus. And then there's loads of other crap. When you look at it and go, didn't need that, that, you know, and it's, it's black and white. And then these are the things that we can then work on. And that when you log your food and you're honest and realistic with yourself, it gets a lot easier. It's quite hard you know, to do this at the time, because in the moment, you'll be surrounded by crap food, your blood sugar will be low, your willpower's low, you've had a crap day. So you justify all these decisions, it's much, much easier in hindsight to look back and then go, oh, do you know what? I was making a shit excuse there. This is what I should have done differently. Yeah, you just gotta pick your battles, like Joe said with that, that example of, we're not food Nazis, can you say that? Am I gonna get in trouble for saying that? I'm not sure. Anyway. I'd stop seeing hailing that. <gasps> Live video, people can see this. I've got a sausage dog. He's a, he's German. <laughs> um, uh, going back to a couple of client examples, obviously just spoken to some people in uh, January fat loss, saying first weekend coming up, how are people feeling? One person said, really anxious, got a th like a triple birthday party going on. So Is that like three birthday parties one after the other? I think it's a I'm triple threat. I think it's triplets. I've not, not got enough friends to do a issue. Siamese triplets. Do you get three cards? Nah, too tight. I don't buy any cards. Just one. Fish for Siamese triplets. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to the podcast. <laughs> um, it's one meal. Do you know what I mean? So you can still, you know, check out our podcast. There's loads of different ways where you can eat out and, you know, you can limit the, technically, the damage or the amount of calories that you'll eat. But it's one meal. And as long as you're not making these shit choices, you know, if you're not eating muffins on a Tuesday because they're there and you know chocolate orange on a Wednesday because it was on your desk or you know picking up two 
sausage rolls on the way home because you were hungry. These are all the little things that you fix and then you can afford to have that you know meal at their birthday party and Absolutely. not stress about it because you've got that wiggle room. One of my clients who's just started with us this week, she's saying on a Friday, her and her family, they always have pizza. She's really anxious about it. Just have the pizza. Or how much pizza do you feel that you need to have to join in, to enjoy it? Would half a pizza do? Would two slices, would three slices do? You know, to, to help you still experience that. It's just one meal. One meal out of what, 21 over the week? 24, 25, however meals you eat a day, you know? Put that into a month, put that into three months, it's tiny percent, five five percent, isn't it? It's, it's absolutely, absolutely nothing. nothing. You know, one meal is not going to make anyone fat. Just like one salad is not going to make you massively thin. Massively, massively thin. thin. Yeah, you know, what I mean. yeah. tiny thing. <laughs> so you know, pick your battles. Look at where you normally fuck up because that's what brought you to the dance. That's what you need to address. Because if you don't address that, it's going to keep on happening. Especially the fuck ups that don't ask your life and you don't enjoy. Have a look at it. You know, this is why I want you've got a week's food written down in front of you. It's so much easier to assess because you can then go. Oh yeah, I in hindsight, this didn't add to my life at all, yeah. or these bits did, and then you can make an adjustment for the week going forward. Question it, question your beliefs. You know, we have clients who are um, totally uncomfortable with how they look, how they feel. You know, their current, you know, ment- ment- well, I know you say mental, mental state. Yeah, mental state. I don't want to say mental health. Um, yet still believe that they have to have chocolate. They have they to love, have crisps. They love chocolate. Yeah, yeah someone said that to me right. today. But that is Do the exact, yeah, that's like an alcoholic saying, I just love getting hammered, even yeah. though I know that it's absolutely detrimental to my life. Yeah. It's, you know, that's quite extreme, but. but it's, it's a similar Yeah, it's a, it's a similar belief. So moving on to the next one. <laughs> I we start to lag up 45 minutes. <laughs> Make it as enjoyable as possible. You know, uh, Joe's working with a group of guys at the moment who say, like, lots of them are kind of like eating. Like hardly any food whatsoever. And they love punishing themselves. I, yeah. I thought I thought women were good for it. Make it as enjoyable as possible. You know, eat. You know, a, a full belly is a happy belly. Eat foods that you enjoy eating. That's the whole kind of ethos of sustain. Is that's why we don't give you a meal plan because it's going to be full of foods that you probably won't enjoy or you might enjoy thirty percent of them. Like, you know, no one's ever got a cookbook and just gone. I love every single <laughs> recipe. It's like ten recipes. You like three of them. You make one of them. Do those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so eat the foods that you enjoy eating. I think often people, you know, one thing that we're quite big on, especially me, is kind of prepping and thinking of stuff in advance and making sure you've got solutions to hand. And then people say, I didn't really fancy what I had, so I had chocolate and biscuits. Okay, well, what would you have fancied? And this is where the analyzing in hindsight comes back into it, because if you can learn those lessons, it all gets so much easier. One thing that I was really bad for was like, I would often snack on ham, but ham, you know, is pretty bland and pretty dry. And one of the things I always had was, Oh, well, prawns are too expensive, even though they're like one of my favorite things to eat. Yeah. So I spend a bit more money on it. Now, it's like seven quid for three packs, you know, if you get them marinated and whatever, reminisce. So it's like £2.50 you go. So, so it's actually, I know, I'm so middle class. What about Waitrose? <laughs> Don't get me started. Look at this, me shopping at Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a £5 note now, just a damn. <laughs> should have got you a prawn, right? Should have this Beg your butt, all right. <laughs> That's what you mean. Anyway. So you're looking at like two quid for a snack, but I just enjoy it so much more. And it means that then when I'm struggling, I've got something to, to go to. So, and that's just from looking at it and going, this existing solution is not working. In fact, it's not working to the point where I'm not actually doing it. So it's not even a valid solution and trying to find something around that that does work. Yeah, it's just like the, the whole training thing, you know, 
he said, well, I'm not a fan of running. And if someone said to me, you've got to run three times a week now, James, I would not look forward to it. And I'd fucking dread it and I'd drag my heels through it. So if you're dreading the meals that you're going to have, because you'd be like, oh my God, I've got another fucking chicken salad. You're not going to eat it. But if you're eating your uh, a bacon wrapped chicken breast stuff with a laughing cow blue cheese triangle with asparagus and roast baby potatoes <laughs> oh god you know you're gonna look forward to that and that's a perfectly acceptable new you know highly yeah. nutritious meal and you, you can eat for fat loss you can only grit your teeth for so long so every day i have oats banana milk and whey for breakfast and my that's mis- because you're the rainbow yes absolutely i've got a good story on this so my mis- pretty much the same breakfast my missus has been having that as well and honestly she eats it like a suffragette <laughs> she looks like she absolutely like a <laughs> she looks like she absolutely hates it and i just said to her why are you doing yeah. this and she and then she's gone back to an old breakfast she used to have which is like gnocchi with Heck sausages and mushrooms and kale and a bit of like um, co- not cottage cheese, like the smooth cheese. I don't know what it's called um, ricotta. No, the cheap, cheaper one than ricotta. It's, it's like that. And she, Delphi, yeah, basically. And she was like so much happier eating it. And I just thought, you've done this for like I've watched you with a face like a smacked ass for like six weeks, like a kid. And like one of my clients eating vegetables. She, she, she said to him. She's like, only joking. She said, oh, I am really grateful. I was like, well, that make you breakfast every day. Like, you don't have to eat it. And also, you don't look very grateful. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. So it's just taking that two seconds to go, what would work better? Oh, yeah, this other meal that I can prep and do four days in advance. Problem solved. Yeah, you're going to be much less likely. Like say, if you got a fucking really boring lunch or really boring dinner, you know, for me, it'd be like white fish or something like, ah, oh, white fish <laughs> salad, no. And then I'm going to be thinking about, I drive past three KFCs in I drive past. the same one. I drive, yeah, just go around and around. I drive past two McDonald's, you know, I drive past all these places where I'm like, I could stop and get something to eat here. Um, you're going to be less likely to want to veer off if you're enjoying the food. You know, same thing with training. If you're enjoying the training that you're doing, the exercise that you're doing, you are going to be more likely, more motivated to go and do it. Please tell the story of the email you got this morning about the request for a meal. I'll read it. If you're... This, this sounds podcast friendly. <laughs> and I think this is where my... Just stop. Dis- oh, my, what doing. This is why my dislike of giving out meal suggestions and stuff stems from because a lot of people will, you know, you'll give out ideas and people will say, I don't like that or it's not for me and it's this is a really key skill that people need is to find solutions to problems they need to learn for themselves to go online to find the food they like to shop accordingly and to make them in advance if i just say eat a bolognese and you do that then you're not learning that skill you're not practicing it and you're kind of relying on other people to help you out and i know that slimming world groups are absolutely chock a block with people who are just asking for meal advice and i would say that's one of the reasons that those are the people i would guess those are the people that struggle because they're not forget building the skill set they need to be successful. Right, you ready? I'm just going to take this thing over for a second. Go for it. Right, here we go. So this is no, no, nothing bad against the person that said it, but it's just kind of, well, not like the mentality sometimes that people have, or the, or the, yeah, the the, 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 the the solutions that they think they want, which is not. So someone emailed me saying, I'd be interested in receiving an example nutrition plan. As I'm a very plain eater, so curries are a no, not really into fish. Anything covered in either a sauce or mayonnaise is definitely enough for me. So if you have something you can share that will encourage me to try your Kickstarter plan, I'm all ears. Like, what 
are you expecting me to do? Like I said to Joe, it's like me saying, right, I want you to put together my perfect training playlist, but I don't like hip hop. I'm not a massive fan of rap. I don't like dance music. And I certainly hate anything from 2000s forward. And I don't like artists with the letters A, F or D in the title. Yeah, it's not impossible. What I'd be best off doing is you say, put together 10 songs or whatever, and then I'd know which songs I like and put them together. And that's kind of the whole ethos of, not the whole ethos, but it's one of the principles of sustaining. It's like you eat the foods that you enjoy eating as opposed you to me saying- You are in control of this situation. Yeah, as opposed to me giving you a, a meal plan of list of foods that you like 30% of and you dread those meals. You need, and again, it goes on to the sustainability of the plan is then you have the skill set moving forward to go, like Joe said, you're out and about, you don't go, oh my, well my meal plan says I need uh, 203 grams of bassa fillet and 46 grams of onion. Organic spinach. Yeah, 72 grams of asparagus. You just go, I need some protein and I need some fiber. So I'm gonna go to the Tesco Metro and I'm gonna go buy 150 grams of ham and some sticks of pineapple job done do you know what I mean that's something that a meal plan can't do because then you have the skills moving forward to make these smart choices you can go out to a restaurant and go right what's in there well I'll grab the steak and then I'll get the seasonal veg and then I might ask for a side salad as well job, job done. done meal plan never gonna happen macro tracking loosey goosey yeah, yeah you can make it up and go oh well I think the steak was this but how much butter was it cooked in yeah. how much butter is on the veg yada yada just making sensible choices. And not many people can be asked doing that long term either. Cool? Yeah. Good. Good. Right guys, so that's us for this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Do us a favor, share it. You request. Okay, we want to help as many people as possible. It almost feels sometimes that when people listen to a nutrition podcast or podcasts about fat loss, they're ashamed to let them know let other people know that listen to it but please if you think this podcast you know if you've taken any value from it if you've enjoyed it if you found anything offensive then probably don't listen to any of the other ones <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah please just share it share it on your Facebook profile whatever you want to do um, tag someone send it to someone that you think is going to be valuable leave a like a review <laughs> on iTunes apparently it helps hey, a yeah you know what I mean whatever you want to do River by it um, you can repeat it verbatim at the water cooler. You can do some kind of sales whispers. Go, oh my God, did you hear the latest tune the fat? Oh my God, it's amazing. Um, but that Everyone, is, Everyone's listening to it. It's the latest thing. If you've watched it, then um, apologize if you see Fenton. He's absolutely covered in pen. Right, thank you and good night.